0: On this episode, if you haven't made a New Year's resolution yet, we got the key.
1: That's right. Also, you know Freddy Krueger wasn't that bad, right? We kind of laughed at him a little bit here and there in those movies. So we're going to talk about the three horror villains that we would befriend.
0: And I put on my deodorant today. I don't know about Tyler, but there's a scent down here that I can distinctly smell. I'm au natural, baby. But is there a Best Everyday Smells? We're going to rank our top three, and we actually agree on the champion this time. Ooh. Welcome to the Dads Rank Things podcast,
1: a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things, from the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just
0: two dads speaking their minds, or what's left of them. Welcome to episode number five of Dads Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler, and we're just past 2019, the beginning to the year. Now, do you call it 2019 or 2019? Oh. I never thought
1: about it. I think I use both vernacular. use both? Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's time we encourage people to start using 2019 because it's gonna start getting Mm. really weird if you call it 2020. 2022 sounds long too. But anyways, New Year's resolutions is something that people normally do at the beginning of a new year. In fact, only 8% continue it through the entire year Mm. are the successful ones that we have as far as New Year's resolutions. I typically don't make New Year's resolutions. Do you? No. At all,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have for quite a while. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's not something that I I really do. I'm more of a, a day-to-day guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, Focus on so. the process. Yeah.
0: Be better day-to-day. That's right. But to get you started on the right track, in case you do want to make a New Year's resolutions, we figured out we'd rank our top three New Year's resolutions that every dad can make mm. and actually keep. Uh, so I'll start out with number three: is master a new dish. Uh, Because most of us are probably Bobby Flay with mac and cheese, but more like Billy Ray Cyrus with an ethnic cuisine. (laughs) We can't really make anything. So we need to break the stereotype is what I'm saying. Dads are more than just grill experts. I think you can experiment something to cook that pushes your boundaries, but also may be fun for your family too. Uh, And remember that failure is part of the process. Uh, You can have a success, but also be a failure at the same time. And actually some people probably like the taste of burnt crispiness
1: too. (laughs) Not me. I, I do not. But for me, you know... 2018 was the year, or 2018, if Jones wants to put it that way, was the year of the banana pepper. Okay. For me, it was a, a it it exploded as far as one of my favorite things, and so that to me was about as ethnic as I got probably. You don't and, like the spicy and, stuff. And, try, and no, I don't. And and trying new things, so I was very proud of myself just for that one. For me, uh, my number my number three thing for for Dad's resolutions is watch more TV. Okay. I mean all dads can do this, guys. It's
0: true, it's pretty easy.
1: We can handle this, and the reason is we are living in the golden age of television. Television has never been more abundant. Television has never been more accessible. Television has never been so well written, so thought out, so highly competitive to gain your attention. Uh, as I we talked about this maybe a couple other times, counterpart Uh, And Jack Ryan, those are my shows from from 2018 that I would suggest everyone jump on and and enjoy. Uh, And then, you know, I I encourage our listeners to add to the list of uh, shows that they may want us and other dads to watch more of and resolve to do it or resolute to do it. Which is it, Jones? I don't know. I think it's resolute. You be resolute
0: to do something. Resolute. Resolve resolve in your... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Just watch it's... more TV, you dummies. <laughs> my number two is learn how to do X. Hmm. So a lot of people resolve to learn how to do uppity things, classy, like you know playing the harp or speaking Latin or something like that. Oh, I'm thinking more dumb it down. So I've always wanted to learn how to pick a lock. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really cool resolution. So if I learn to do it, so this spring you better watch out. If you get robbed, I, get, I got crazy good at it. I hope... If you did that, I, I challenge you to keep that resolution. Not for all of our dads, but just for you. But I think everybody can find something that they'd like to learn to do or always wanted to uh, accomplish. Hmm. If you learn something during this next year, maybe even you set a goal to learn something once a month.
1: I think we're on uh, going different directions here for our uh, resolutions because my number two is stick to your comfort zone housework. <laughs> So you're not being ambitious. Okay? No. Don't act like you can do more than you think you can. If if the wife, the significant other, always does the laundry, let them do the laundry. Okay? If your thing is uh, uh, maybe more dishes, less cooking, stick to the dishes. Get really good at the dishes. Um, mine, for example, uh, dishes is me. Uh, mowing the lawn, that's me. Okay, I can do that one. Uh, garbage, garbage night is, is dad night for me, those are my guy things that I like to do. As far as housework goes, I don't want to branch out, so I want to get really good at those things. So I say stick to your comfort zones, dads. So my
0: number two is learn to do something new, and yours is <laughs> don't. don't do that at all. Interesting.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to ask, like who are you guys going with on this one? Which, who do you favor more here? Uh, my number
0: one, which I think every day I can do too, is spend more playtime with your kids. So this doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a creative effort. But as long as you take away from anything else you're doing, whether that's work, in your example number three, TV, even if you just <laughs> take a break from doing the things that you maybe you yourself enjoy, but if you spend time with your kids, I think it's it's good. Cut out the distractions. Um, may, if you're not creative, maybe you can use a website called Google to learn some new things to do with your kids. I like that one. And I'll go
1: a, a similar direction with that. I, I've played um, a record number of minutes in the Barbie Dreamhouse uh, <laughs> since Christmas Day, so I can say that I'm trying to, uh, I guess, reach your number one. My number one also goes back to the kiddies, and it is to, for all of you dads out there, we need to improve our dad jokes.
0: That's true. I'll agree that.
1: But, you know, don't lose them, you know. So... You know, when you're at the grocery store and the cashier asks if you want the milk in a bag, you can still tell her, you know, no, we prefer it in the carton, right? If you're driving with your kids and you see a dead animal on the road, all you have to say is, well, oh, you shouldn't be sleeping there. Alright, and finally, finally, you know, you have to go back with some classic ones. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! So we just have to really get with it and stay with it, but maybe try to get better at our dad
0: jokes. I think the key to a dad joke is finding the right time and the right place to make the dad joke. Yeah, You can't bring it out of nowhere. You can't say, hey, let me tell you a joke. No, no, You no. have to come in at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Timing, so timing. Is, timing is impeccable in comedy in, in general.
1: But the worse your dad jokes are... The better they work, on the older the kid. Okay, you gotta follow me there. The worse they are, the better they work. The older the kid. Okay, because you know Jones and I, we got young kids. They laugh at anything we say. If we could just say the word poop, fart, or booger, and they're gonna laugh. But you know, you're like 13 years old, and you're telling that janitor joke. They're not gonna be. They're gonna be pretty embarrassed. And that's how you know you did your job. So we all have a a best friend or a, a good friend that, you know, they're not the best person. All right, but. Gosh darn it, they're your friend. And that got us thinking. What about all those awful people that just got a bad rap for, I don't know, slicing someone's throat or eating someone's cheek? So basically, we decided we were gonna rank the top three horror movie villains
0: that we would befriend. Yeah, I think you need to preference that to saying they're uh, fictional. They're not not (laughs) real people who have cut people's faces off and eaten them. Well, I don't know who you picked.
1: (laughs) All right, so we get this started. We should get this started. All right, I'll I'll go with my number three, and I went some really classic names. I feel like uh, so we can all relate to these people. Um, But my number three is Jason Voorhees, Uh, and I think my reasons for choosing to be friends with Jason um, is because I'm selfish, and Jason doesn't say much. And I like to be the center of attention. I'm a spotlight hog and people need to laugh at me and and look at me. And you know, the only thing they talk about him maybe is his fashion style, I guess. Um, But overall, uh, he doesn't say anything. So we would be great friends. I'll
0: go on the same line, my number three is Michael Myers because (laughs) if something sketchy goes down, he ain't saying shit. (laughs) And really, who's gonna mess with either Jason or Michael Myers in a street fight? Like, that's your protector, obviously. Uh, and in case you're wondering about Michael Myers himself, he's killed over a hundred people. Hmm. So yeah, he, he he he's he's no snitch. No, he won't <laughs> snitch on you. He won't
1: snitch. There's no way. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. My my number two is Norman Bates. Oh.
0: Uh,
1: and I, the reason I choose Norman is because Norman can be two people. You know, if you need someone that can nurture you, uh, and be the motherly figure in your life, <laughs> Norman can be that. But if you just need like a friendly neighbor type that would come uh, rake your leaves or help you with something in the bathtub, uh, Norman can be that guy. So I think ultimately we deal with a lot of bipolar people as it is. That's true. Uh, so I think Norman would just fit in well and plus he's got both sides of his personality that I could fall in love with. Which one would you prefer? Uh, probably motherly Norman. You think? Yeah.
0: Would it be a little weird talking to? I think she's Norman? less aggressive. <laughs> True. Is she good at baking? Like that? Uh, I bet. Probably cookies. <laughs> uh, my number two is Hannibal Lecter. Cause it's, hey, he's never had a bad barbecue, right? <laughs> he's a master on the grill an intelligent conversationalist because he's obviously he's a psychiatrist, uh, and he's got a badass name, Hannibal Lecter. So, fun fact about Hannibal Lecter. He's parodied in a 2005 musical called *Silence*, oh. the musical. <laughs> Who did the one hear Hannibal Lecter sing? I, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take a listen
1: to that. I don't see why not. Uh, be, because he's also my number one. I agree. You know, he along the lines of music, he listens to Bach. You know, he drinks wine. Yeah. Um, he reads Shakespeare you know if you watch the movie so yeah I think uh, you all want that philosophical person in your life that's gonna maybe give you some guidance it is a risk maybe with someone that's a cannibal but he only kills bad people
0: for the most part well what so if he disagrees with you on like the <laughs> Knicks game which finds out that you stole money from your grandma back in 1995 that's right you, you mean you're in, you're in trouble but so hey that, that's mine my number one is Dracula Again, he's classy. Oh, wow, yeah. But he's, he's like 500 years old, so he's got to have some crazy stories, right? Yeah. If you're single, he's the ultimate wingman. Get it, because he's a bat. Sometimes he's got dad jokes. wings. <laughs> and, you know, he stays up all night so he can party. <laughs> That's right. So my number one's Dracula. Good choice. Good choice. You guys wouldn't go to the beach too often. <laughs> Probably not,
1: no. but the nightlife
0: would be killer. Another
1: <laughs> <our> dad joke. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry about that, Jonesy Bratwurst for lunch.
0: <laughs> There's some really bad smells that we all know, and we smell every day, probably, in the bathroom. But what are some everyday smells that are pretty good? And we're not talking about food or flowers, because everybody's top ten would probably be, like, bakery, croissant roll, The grill, or...
1: lasagna. Yeah.
0: So, what are some everyday smells for a man that are really, really good? My number three might surprise you. Leather. <laughs> That that surprised me. As a kid, I used to seriously sit down and like huff my baseball glove because (laughs) I love the smell of the leather. Nowadays, it's like leather furniture, belts, wallets, (laughs) There's some of the everyday items that have a masculine scent to me.
1: I guess I don't mind that smell but you wouldn't there were seek wor- it out. There were worse things you could be huffing as a child. That's true, besides so, the baseball glove. I mean, I had my head right in the gasoline. So, <laughs> I mean, you you know, I definitely like that. But uh, my number three is pre-rain, post-rain. Yeah. There's that smell in the air when the rain is coming down somewhere and the wind picks up and blows it, and you know it's going to happen, and it hits your face. And there's a lot of people that hate rain, and there's a lot of people that love rain. I don't like driving in the rain, but I love rain. I love watching rain. One of the, one of the, my wife will admit to this too. One of the things I don't like about my house now, I don't have like a front porch with like a porch swing or something like that, because I'm a big rain watcher. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. So pre rain,
0: post rain smell. I like storms too, and I do like the smell of rain. Um, if they made a scent that would smell like rain, do you think it would attract you to buy it? No,
1: because I don't think you want your house smelling like that. That smells um, a little musty, musty, yeah, musty. Uh,
0: My number two might be a little bit musty, too, but it's, oh, here we go. it's money. Oh, okay. Now, is it the cocaine that's on 80% of bills that makes it smell good? Uh, maybe I think it's actually the combo because it's made of cotton, ink, and soap. It kind of have that smell. Cocaine is not on 80% of bills. Drug residue is on 80% of bills. It's been scientifically my proven. God. Snopes like, it. Um, I think, personally, I like the fresh stuff from the bank. But maybe it's a psychological thing, too, that you have money, so it makes you feel good. You're high on your own supply, basically. So when people
1: ask you your favorite your favorite uh, smell, do you say mint?
0: <laughs> but it's a good joke. Thanks. thanks.
1: Now, do they count, like, um, Tylenol,
0: things like that, as drugs, residue? Uh, yeah, I think any powdery substance. Mm-hmm, now, I did mm-hmm. read about it because... Uh, money goes through counting machines, mm-hmm. and only a minute amount of drug residue qualifies as drug residue. Mm-hmm. That's how it's spread. So it's not necessarily your dollar bill was used to snort cocaine, but it was passed through money Well, mine, a money mine were, yeah, but
1: you're talking about in general, right? In general, yeah. Okay, for non-cocaine good. addicts. Good. Mine, I think, uh, my second one came from just years of me you know, being a lazy dude. So my second one is uh, fresh clothes. Fresh, yes. Emphasize fresh. Yes, because not clothes in general. It's definitely not my clothes that have been on the floor. Fresh clothes, you know. Uh, As I said, I'm not a laundry guy. You know, that's uh, not one of my normal household chores. So when I can get that uh, fresh sweater, that, uh, you know, fresh T-shirt even for me, I'll take it. Uh, Because I definitely have been used to, like, you know, the skank smell of college or, you know, Whatever, being a bachelor and just smelling things that you pick up off the floor, and like, hey, you can put some body spray on this and make it work, maybe. All
0: right, my number one might be your number one too, but fresh cut grass. There's something innate, dad nature to love, the smelling your old factory glands. I think makes you feel proud, even though you didn't perhaps mow that lawn. If it was somebody else, you just you feel proud. Is that your number one? Yeah, it is. It
1: is. Uh, and for for me, like you said, uh, it. it It brings back memories, you know? I I did a little research and I I was like, why? Why do odors and smells um, give us such a clear memory of something that happened to you before? And well, the reason is the smell analyzing region in your brain, the olfactory, is closely connected to your amygdala and your hippocampus brain. And those are the two regions that handle memory and emotion. So not only could it bring up memories for you, but it also will lead you into being maybe some more emotional uh, feelings about those said smells.
0: I have a really emotional hippopotamus in my brain. That's, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> Mine is literally a hippocampus. I prefer, you know, it brings you back to the old campus days, playing soccer, the pitch. Yeah, it always uh, reminds
0: me of baseball for you. Maybe maybe soccer soccer for me, baseball, baseball for yeah. you, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I got another fun fact. Did you know that smell is actually a chemical defense, and for first aid so it's actually trying to save itself because you cut it. It's its screams of pain. Hmm. How does that make your emotions feel? Weird. Agree or disagree, let us know what you think on Facebook at Dad's Ranked Things, and tell us what you want us to discuss next.